This weekend's race at Kansas Speedway, second of the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. We'll bring it all down for you. Plus, we'll have our news and notes segment coming up later on, as well as our Ask David segment at the end of today's show. As always, we are presented by our friends at Ticket Smarter. And Ticket Smarter came aboard as the primary sponsor this year, David Zoe and Ford Mustang. We want to tell you a little bit more about what they do. Ticket Smarter is a national ticket resale marketplace with tickets to over 125,000 live events, including NASCAR and other forms of motorsports. Fans can get tickets to every NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Camping World truck race throughout the season. For the best deals on tickets, visit TicketSmarter.com to get your tickets today. That's TicketSmarter.com. David Starr joins us right now. David, uh, you were laboring over the Labor Day weekend in Darlington, but uh, had a good time out there. Tell us about the experience uh, there in South Carolina. Man, it was amazing. Uh, the Southern 500 was awesome, man. There were just lots of fans, uh, a lot of energy in the air, and uh, it was just it was a great weekend. Our uh, our uh, ticket supporter Ford Mustang was just okay. Uh, uh, man, D Darlington racetracks are just tough. It's uh, they it's a track too tough to tame. The Lady in Black, it's a challenge, and. Uh, we uh, it's so challenging. Turns one and two, you go down the front straightaway, you burp the gas a little bit when you turn down in the corner, and then you get back to it wide open. You're up against the wall. Then all of a sudden, you turn off the wall. You get a heck of a run down the back straightaway, and uh, you go into turn three too uh, too hot. You go up there and kiss the wall. And get put your uh, Darlington stripe on the side of your car and. Uh, it's a challenge, but man, Jason Miller, my crew chief, and, and everybody on our SS Greenlight Racing team did a heck of a job trying to get the balance of the race car. We struggle with that. We're really loose in turns one and two, uh, and I kept asking Jason to tighten up the race car, and he did, and we finally got rear grip in the car, but man, when you do that, the other end of the racetrack, man, it was super tight, so it was a challenge finding the, the balance, but it was a great race. It, it turned out to be an awesome race for the for the leaders of the Xfinity race. And uh, we brought our ticket smarter uh, Ford Mustang home 25th is not what we were thinking we were going to get, but it was all we had. And uh, man, a heck of a heck of a weekend of racing. It was unbelievable. That's great. Dominic Aragon from the racing experts.com joins us as well. Dom, uh, this past weekend at uh, Darlington was uh, certainly exciting. Well, it certainly was. And Seeing a new winner in the Cup Series in 2022, Eric Jones, our 17th winner in 27 races, returning the 43 car back to victory lane for the first time in 55 years to the date that that car had been in victory lane at Darlington Raceway with Richard Petty going back so many years. So a lot of historical things there at Darlington Raceway, the 11 car, Danny Hamlin, the most winning car in NASCAR Cup Series history, finishing second to the car that has the second most wins in NASCAR Cup Series history. So some cool little number of stuff that came out of that. But we look now forward to the race at Kansas. And Tyler, David, there is nobody locked in from the playoff grid. I can't think of the last time under this format where the winner was not a part of the NASCAR playoffs and nobody is guaranteed a spot into the next round just yet. Well, and on top of that 
two, the leader going into this, Chase Elliott, who had all those playoff points and was the regular season champion, now is what, eight points ahead of the cutoff? I mean, this first round of the playoffs really shook things up, David. Man, it did. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it's amazing. I don't have the points right here in front of me, but it was just amazing that uh, how the race played out on Sunday. And uh, chef's kiss. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, my little boy going to bed. Um, <laughs> uh, but man, it was it was amazing. It was amazing. I mean, Darlington's such a tough racetrack. God, it's a driver's racetrack. It's fun. One of my favorites, but man, a challenge because turns one and two are so different than three and four. And uh, like I said earlier, we we just battled rear grip in our car and then uh, being there for the cup race, uh, sitting up in the stands in turn three, watching a great cup race myself and seeing Chase Elliott get loose. And, and you don't, we don't see a Hendrick Motorsports or Chase Elliott lose it like that. But, you know, it just shows you how challenging the racetrack is. And, uh, you know, it's not easy. It's a, it's a very challenging place for all the racing teams. And uh, I was really surprised to see Chase Elliott uh, uh, lose his car because he was loose. And then it was uh, interesting that uh, – you know, they're trying to fix it, and they were on the new uh, clock. They were on the clock, and they, they only had 10 minutes. NASCAR gave them, gave everybody uh, five more minutes on the uh, on the time clock, and, uh, man, they just uh, – they barely messed it, and it, was, it wasn't able to continue. But, you know, it was just as the race played out, all the chase contenders and everybody in the playoffs, there was a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, – mechanical issues for a lot of people. It was just a very interesting weekend and a very uh, interesting race. Yeah, it was. Uh, Eric Jones, let's start there. Getting the win, bringing the 43 car back to victory lane. And it's been frustrating for Eric Jones when he left Joe Gibbs Racing, when he was forced out of that ride. Did nothing wrong there, might I add you. Um I thought he did everything that was asked of him. He did a really good job in his first four years, but ultimately they chose Christopher Bell over him. And he ends up at the 43 car, which was not very good, not very well funded last year. GMS Racing comes in. You know, they, they buy out that car, and they start another charter. And, you know, it, it's got Richard Petty's name on it, but that's – it's not Richard Petty Motorsports. It's GMS Racing with Richard Petty's name slapped on it, you know, for branding's sake. Um, Richard Petty's not really involved in that team that much, quite frankly. And with that said, Dom, I mean, we've seen the emergence of these new teams, you know, like, you know, from Trackhouse 2311 to college. GMS Racing, this is their first year in Cup. And – Man, they have been impressive all year long. Eric Jones has shown a lot of speed. That was his 10th top 10, gets the win, and his second Southern 500 win. Uh, a, a big night paid off for both Eric and that GMS racing team. Uh, maybe a week too late because they missed the playoff, but uh, this this was a huge win for, for, for both uh, Eric and GMS here. And somebody should fact check us, but I think after the Fontana race for Las Vegas when we were on our show here, early March, we were saying Eric Jones was going to win a race this year. And and I really do believe we all agreed on that statement because look how well he's run at these different tracks. Eric Jones, definitely a lot of talent. Like you said, Tyler, 
no fault of his own the way he was forced out of Joe Gibbs Racing. For a driver, I'm going to add to that, that is older than him that took his place yeah. in the 20 car. <laughs> and I'm not knocking Christopher Bell. Both are great drivers. They made room for Christopher and, and shoved Eric Jones out the door. And when I first heard he was going to sign with Richard Petty Motorsports, and like you said, Richard Petty just kind of has his name on it. It really isn't Richard Petty's team. But, man, having Eric Jones try to rebuild the 43 team, I thought that's an interesting challenge because Eric Jones does have a lot of talent. He, I mean, when you beat Kyle Busch straight up in the Snowball Derby, it was 2011, 2012, You've got some talent. And to see those fruits start to pay off, like you said, a week later. But I think Eric Jones, Petty GMS, I don't think this is the only time they're going to win a race, guys. No. I was so happy for Eric. I mean, he's been through so much. And to get that win, I mean, David, Dominic Brinson mentioned talent. You know, the Snowball Derby when he beat Kyle Busch had to have, that was kind of his breakout campaign. But, I mean, I, I look at Eric Jones – Here's a guy, and there's a lot of guys that fall in these situations, David, where they're just as good as a number of guys but find themselves in a, in a bad situation. I mean, I, realistically, I think Eric Jones is better than Bubba Wallace, um, probably just as good, if not better, realistically, I think, than Alex Bowman, um, maybe right up there even with Ryan Blaney. I mean, some of these guys, you know, those, those younger talents, Eric Jones, I think, is right up there with the best of them, but got caught up in a – 43 team that wasn't very good last year and a young GMS team. Hopefully this is the beginning of something special for Eric Jones and that group that they can build upon and maybe even be a championship contender next year. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, Eric Jones, uh, y'all said it best, lots of talents, lots of talent. Great race car driver. Uh, you know, the business side got him at Joe Gibbs Racing and uh, – it's sad that he was uh, the odd man out, you know what I mean? And uh, but not the odd man out because he wasn't one heck of a race car driver, very talented. And you know, there's there's thousands of reasons why he was the one that was on the outside when it was all said and done. But when he went over to when he joined the, the Richard Petty Motorsports Racing Team, I mean, he he did a phenomenal job. I mean, he he really uh, took the 43 car and uh, uh, you know. And raised it up a level or two with with his talent and, and and the equipment they had at the time, and you could see the team getting better and better every week. And then to have Richard Petty Motorsports merge with GMS, you know, and uh, you know, I thought that was great because we see what GMS has done in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, uh, and and uh, you know, and everywhere else they have ran, they really uh, were like the Hendrix of the Truck Series these days. And uh, and then over on the Xfinity side, they really had some strong a, a strong team. And uh, uh, when when they decided to get in the Cup racing, you know, Maury Gallagher, I think I'm saying yeah. his name right, yes. that owns GMS. Uh, you know, the financial backing that he has, uh, I think he's the owner of uh, of uh, an airline. What's the name of it? Allegiant, Allegiant airline. airline. And you know, so you know, he's been very successful. Loves racing. And man, when Richard Petty Motorsports and 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 GMS merged, and uh, and they brought Eric Jones with them, uh, I thought that was smart of the organization. You got a very very talented race car driver that's won races in the past. And man, it, we like we said, like Dominic said earlier on, and back in March, maybe before then, we were talking about Eric Jones is going to win a race. And man, he has not disappointed any of us because. 
the 43 car has been so competitive this year. You, yeah, I thought it was going to be part of the chase. You know, I was kind of surprised that we didn't see the 43 car win before we saw it win this past weekend at Darlington. But man, you're talking about a team. Uh, you, you, we talk about Trackhouse, their sophomore years and their three. It's their sophomore year, their second year together, and the three wins and how well they've done. But you also look at this, uh, you know, GMS Petty Racing Team. What do they call it? Is it uh, Petty GMS? Petty GMS Racing Team now. Uh, and I don't. I think you know they haven't even been together uh, ten or eleven months now. You know, this was a merger that happened in the, in the off season. Yes. And uh, we're not even in October yet. And, man, they already got a win. So, I think, man, we're seeing something, uh, a recipe there with uh, the crew chief they have, the engineering staff, GMS, Petty Racing. I, I mean, I think we're going to see – I just think the momentum they have, I think, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to see another win for the years up, but I think you're going to see them compete for a championship in years to come. I just think there's a lot of momentum with that team. Eric Jones as the driver. Yeah, and uh, Dom, I mean, looking at it next year, you know, Eric Jones, they signed an extension. He'll be back. And then you go from Ty Dillon, a big upgrade to Noah Gregson next year. Noah um, is as good as any Xfinity driver not named Ty Gibbs right now. Um, look, I, I don't know how good he'll be out of the gates, but for – a team of their stature to sign a guy like Noah Gregson of his caliber is a big deal. I agree. And I think we're going to see a big jump in performance in top 10 finishes, stage points collected. Noah Gregson will be higher in points than Ty Dillon. No doubt about it. Next. He ran great at Daytona just a couple weeks ago. Exactly. He got his first top five, the beard motorsports crew. And, and Gregson has been proven, I think in those cup opportunities that he's getting that he's running well. And I've seen him race that 16 car a few times this year, and, and he's looked pretty good. Maybe some of the finishes don't show of how good that team can be or how good of a driver he can be driving that 16 car. But I think when he is behind the wheel of a petty GMS car next year, you have Eric Jones as a teammate. That's only going to help. Yeah. And, uh, and, David, one more thing on this, you know, Eric Jones and petty GMS thing before we move on. You know, the, the petty team, really since Richard Petty stepped out of that car, uh, there's been a lot of frustration over the years. I mean, they have not been able to be consistent and compete. You know, there was you know, the time when they had the merger with Gillette Everham when Casey Kane was running good. And, and you had a couple good road course performances from Marcos Ambrose and, you know, A.J. Allmendinger, but never really found this consistency. I, I don't know about you, David, but this one – guys that have the resources that have the money and you know you have Richard Petty being the face of this operation um and they're finding good sponsors that focus factor deal <laughs> certainly paid off it, it, this one I don't know about you David it feels different than what we've seen previously with the Petty organization yeah man I'm a big fan of Richard Petty in fact I talked to him he was up on the hauler right after the race started and I just he was up there by himself and Man, Richard's always just been a great friend, and and uh, I walked up there just and we talked for about five ten minutes, and then I left him alone. But man, it was cool to see him at the racetrack, and 
the car was running good. We talked about when he raced all those years at Darlington and uh, talked about how excited he was because he thought the 43 car was really strong, had been strong all year and strong there at Darlington at the time. But, uh, but you know, uh, Bobby Hamilton, John Andretti, you know, Richard's had some winning cars over the years. But, you know, as the sport evolved and, you know, the years clicked off and it just gets more expensive and more expensive that you got to have you know, you got to have big budgets. And uh, unfortunately, with Richard Petty Motorsports over the year, Petty Enterprises, they just didn't have the, the type of sponsorship that it took to compete for wins at that level. You know what I mean? And uh, they didn't really delegate things either. Well, uh, so, you know, Richard, you know, I, I don't, like I said, I don't know all the business side of it, but I know the last four or five years he's had a partner and, but man, it just it feels different now. I know he's he's part owner in this Gallagher as GMS Petty Racing, uh, but you know more more Gallagher. I think I might be saying yes. is right. You know he's he's a uh, you know just a uh, uh, very great businessman, and his other businesses have, are, are doing well, successful. He loves racing, and it seems like to me that he has the resources that it takes to compete at the level they're competing at. And man, to bring Richard Petty in, and you know, and the people around Richard, and 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 all the new excitement, the, the technology, the engineering, the next gen car, I just think it feels different. And I think we're going to see uh, Eric Jones a lot in Victory Lane. You know what I mean? Because I, I mean, he's he's one of the. I mean, I just I just have a lot of belief in how good this kid is. I mean, he's he. Uh, you don't go drive for Joe Gibbs Racing not just being just okay you know what I mean and uh but man I just think it's a great fit and like I said they're not they haven't even been this this organization this team hasn't even been together a year yet I mean I think they're nine months into this deal and they've already won a race and uh man I just think it's going to get bigger and better for for this organization and for Eric Jones and I uh, I think it's a great fit for everybody and Tyler, I don't know if you would agree with this, but man, getting that win with Eric Jones and early on the building that they've done and the fact that he's been there two years now, it kind of gives me like Martin Truex Jr. Furniture Row vibes, where it took that first year, really wasn't the best, and then Truex was able to pick up a victory in his second season with Furniture Row, and they were just building on something and kept getting a little bit better. Yeah, I can certainly see that. I think that's a, that's a fair comparison. I hadn't even thought about that, to be honest, in that way, but... Yeah, uh, the future is bright, and I'm happy for Eric that he's, you know, leaving. He is the flagship driver of that program. He's somewhere where he's wanted and that they're moving in the right direction. I mean, you talk about how things have changed. I think now Eric, if he were a free agent, would be heavily desired. It wouldn't be like what he was at Joe Gibbs where he was chased out the door. If Eric Jones was a free agent right now, he would have a lot of suitors, I think. Of guy teams interested, things have changed in the right direction. Eric Jones proved himself, and uh, Petty GMS Racing have proven themselves. Let's look at the uh, playoff picture now. Joey Logano leading the playoff points at uh, 2065. Byron in second at uh, 2059. Hamlin in third, 2057. Christopher Bell in fourth, 2055. Uh, Tyler Reddick in fifth, 2050. Uh, in sixth, Ryan Blaney, 2047. Seventh, Kyle Larson, 2044. Ross Chastain, eighth, 2042. Ninth, Chase Elliott, 2041. Tenth, Alex Bowman, 2037. 
11th Cowboys, 2035, and 12th Daniel Suarez, 2029. Those would be your top 12. They would advance if the playoff ended right now. And then on the outside looking in, Cindric in 13th at 2027, 14th Austin Dillon, 2025, Chase Briscoe 15th at 2019, and Kevin Harvard 2016 uh, in the 16th spot. To me, Dom, uh, besides Chase Elliott, like we talked about, of him having such an off night and losing all those points that he had earned to separate himself. Um, Kevin Harvick had a bad night. And here's a guy that came in with more momentum than anyone else you could argue after those back-to-back wins he had and that team getting better and running up front over the last few weeks. Now he finds himself back. But if we've learned anything about Kevin Harvick, you know, he, he needed a win to make the playoff. He did it. He got it done. We call him the closer for a reason. Um, whether it's points or getting a win, there's no need to count out that number four team. Kevin Harvick is going to fight to the very end here. Absolutely. Like he said after that Michigan win, any of you ever doubted us, you don't know us. There's no panic button hit with Kevin Harvick, or at least in the public front. We don't know how those meetings go behind closed doors. The competition meetings play out throughout the week, but – Seems like business as usual. I, I don't think Kevin Harvick and the four team, they were probably the most calm, cool, and collected of any of those four drivers below the cut line. But like we were talking earlier too, Tyler, I mean, Chase Elliott, he was your point leader heading in, had the issues at Darlington, and he's barely above the cut line. Kyle Larson, I, and we didn't really talk much about him, but overcoming four laps down to come back and finish 12th place and pick up a lot of points, that's going to pay off. We were talking about how Truex missed the playoffs by three points. Those points that Larson made up at Darlington could be the difference between him advancing to the round of 12 or not. But I look at that and look, Austin Dillon, Chase Briscoe, Austin Sindrick, Look, it takes a lot of talent to make these playoffs. It takes a lot to win a race in the Cup Series. But I'm not surprised when I see those guys are 13th, 14th, and 15th. Kevin Harvick's going to climb out of that hole. But I don't know about those other three. I don't know if you guys share that same sentiment, but I don't know. I just I don't see it. Austin Dillon and the team having the one week to prepare for the playoffs. They seem like they are the most underprepared team. And, and I mean that respectfully, but at the same point, too, they had the least amount of time to prep for the playoffs compared to the other 15 drivers. Right. That's a very good point. Uh, I agree with you, Dom. Uh, David, what say you? I, I think Harvick will still find a way to advance in the next round, but th- that next group of guys, Centric, Dylan, Briscoe, uh, they, they haven't, they're not in the situations like Kevin Harvick has been in here before. He's been there, done that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you know, sitting up there and listening to the radio, listening to all the drivers and Kevin, uh, Kevin and Rodney Childress, they were they were getting it figured out because, uh, you know, when Kevin's car caught on fire, I think he was up to seventh or sixth place. Uh, now, early on in the race, they were making changes to their cars, to uh, their Ford Mustang. Kevin didn't like the car, but it was getting better. And I thought as the race played out, they were getting stronger and stronger. And uh, it was kind of interesting. I would like to see him have run, you know, for Kevin Harvick to had run, the, you know, like to see him compete the whole race because I thought they were really making gains and strides on their adjustments. And uh, unfortunately, uh, a mechanical fire, whatever happened, knocked him out of the race. But, you know, uh, you know, you're not surprised by the guys that were running up front. Kyle Busch, you know, Mark Truex Jr., Joe Gibbs racing at one point, you know, it was, uh, I think it was Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, top three, you know. 
I mean, when it when it when it comes time to step up, man, Joe Gibbs Racing was right there. Joey Logano ran great, you know, and then he fell back. But um, he's a point he, leader, man. Absolutely, yeah. you know, he ran great, and uh, uh, Ryan Blaney ran great. You know, he had he was running good, and then uh, was watching Cal Larson. He had a pretty fast car as well, even after he was having some issues. His car was still fast, so it was just kind of interesting to see. Uh, all the different, uh, uh, you know, problems a lot of these uh, contenders were having. But uh, but I don't think you can count out uh, Kevin Harvick yet. The other three, Austin Dillon and uh, Austin Cendrick. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, who else was it? Um, uh, Chase Briscoe. Chase, you know, the, you know, you just – I don't know. It's just so hard. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to – you know, it's just, uh, man, it's exciting. It's fun. But, man, you can't ever count out any of them. You know, they're all good, all capable winning races. So it's going to be exciting the next couple of races to see who's going to make it and, you know, who's going to move forward and who's not, you know. So it just makes it where I can't wait for this weekend, <laughs> really. So let me ask you both this, um, and then we'll move on and look ahead to Kansas this weekend. Chase Elliott was the odds-on favorite entering the playoff uh, with being the regular season champion, more wins than anybody for. Um, but after one off night, and it wasn't, and I say one off night, they weren't good the whole weekend. It was bad from when they unloaded the truck to how things shaped out. Does that change or with him falling back to ninth, granted just, you know, one bad weekend here, Dom, is there a new favorite? Is it? Denny Hamlin now? Is it Joey Legato? Or is the nine team still the the team to beat right now? Well, you always hear about, and I know David can really attest to this, how this sport especially is such a momentum-based sport. I don't know if we can say one race has knocked off the nine off of their, their mojo, but honestly, Denny Hamlin finishing second in Darlington, I, I feel like he's got to be feeling like he's sitting better going into Kansas than Chase Elliott has, who has two more wins than him and has more top five and more top ten finishes and laps led. But it's a week-to-week -week thing. And the sport, as you know, can chew you up and spit you out. And one race doesn't make a difference. We'll have to wait and see. And, and Kansas has been a great track for both Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott. So I think we'll really see, barring mechanical issues, who really is in good shape this weekend? Because Chase Elliott had never won at Darlington, but he has won at Kansas Speedway. Denny Hamlin has won at both of the tracks. And I, I would like to think Denny Hamlin has more momentum. But David, as a driver, you could attest more to this, how this sport is so momentum-based. And one race can maybe knock you off your mojo. Maybe it doesn't knock you off your mojo. But there's a lot of momentum in this sport. Yeah, you just, you know, you look at uh, <clears throat> Joe Gibbs Racing as a whole. Man, they were strong this weekend, obviously. Unfortunately, uh, Mark Truex Jr., Kyle Busch had some in engine issues, but both of them were contenders. That, that one of you know, if Martin wouldn't have fell out, he I thought he was going to win the race, you know. And then when he once Martin Truex fell out, uh, Kyle Busch was going to win the race, you know. And then once he fell out, you know, it kept, was kind of opened. Uh, you know, I really thought Denny was really strong and. Uh, Man, you know, and you, and then you, uh, I was really surprised uh, how, you know, I thought Chase Elliott's car would have been better, you know, but it was Darlington's challenge. Uh, you know, they interviewed him. He didn't have much to say. All he said was, you know, moving forward, it, it better be a lot better than what he had there. You know, what I mean, he wasn't very happy. He didn't have much to say, but you could, you could hear the frustration. You know, uh, you know, I still think. 
the Hendrick Motorsports team is probably your 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 right now the favorites. But man, I wouldn't put Joe Gibbs Racing too far behind them with the momentum that uh with uh you know like I said with uh, uh Denny Hamlin's having. And man, you you got then Kyle Bush. I don't know what's going on with him, but man, he was strong. And uh, you know, and then you look at you know y'all talked about it. I mean. Uh, uh, Kyle Larson was having some uh, engine issues. They figured it out. He was five or six laps down, but, man, he was fast. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. to come back, recover from all those laps, being down all those laps to finish in 12th, I mean, I, I mean, that was almost like a win for them. They overcame a lot of adversity there. So, you know, I still, uh, I still think Chase Elliott is probably, uh, you know, the – fan favorite right now but man uh, I, I there's lots others that aren't too far behind him you know what i mean and, and like we're talking about momentum if you look at momentum the momentum's definitely not on chase elliott's side i would say it's on denny hamlin's side you know and and maybe joey logano's and maybe cal larson you know so it's hard to pick you know who's the favorite really you know uh because man there's so many that are running strong and it's going to be I mean, there's going to be a lot of drama week to week, and uh, man, it's it's going to be interesting, and it's hard to really pick out who the favorite is. But I think still Chase Elliott is probably the favorite, but I don't think by much. So uh, this weekend's race at Kansas Speedway, the uh, Barstool Sportsbook 400, uh, and uh, as of the state of Kansas just legalized uh, sports betting uh, just a couple weeks ago, actually, and uh, this race. Dom, uh, you know, I, I covered, gosh, about every Kansas race from you know, the fall of 2014 until, you know, fall of last year. And it felt like, I know it wasn't technically true, but it felt like there was almost a different winner for every race. Uh, there have been a lot of good cars, uh, you know, a lot of good drivers, I mean, that, that have won at that track. And, you know, what, what I look at, Dom, you know, this is a track that I think plays to everybody's strengths. Um, you know, we've seen Kyle Larson. We've seen Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott, Kyle Bush, Joey Logano, Martin Truex. I mean, on and on and on. Kevin Hart, right, win at this place. You know, this year the car went back to the driver's hands, right, and it's more about driving there before. I feel like almost at Kansas, we take a step back, and it feels like because all these guys are good at this place, that wh whoever unloads off the truck is the team to beat. We don't know who that is until ultimately uh, practice sessions begin this weekend. It feels like we're going back almost to the way things uh, used to be in in, uh, in the old car when we go to Kansas in that sense. Absolutely. And we'll just have to wait to see what the practice charts and qualifying looks like this weekend. But I'll say the weirdest thing of it all, David, Tyler and I will not be there this weekend. It's, it's going to be crazy to not be there for the Hollywood Casino weekend. I guess it's not Hollywood Casino this weekend, but presented by Barstool Sports. It's going to be weird not being there with you, Tyler. It is a little weird. I don't know what's wrong with you guys. I know. Man. That's my home track. I mean, hell, I don't know what's wrong with you guys, man. They're racing in Kansas. Y'all ain't coming. What's, what's, what's up with that? I will yeah. say I do have a good excuse this time. <laughs> my my fiance, we're throwing her a, a baby shower here in Grants this weekend, so I'm actually staying in Grants. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have some great family and friends. Well, so I, that's my excuse. What's your excuse, Tyler? And, and I have a good excuse. Uh, you know, we're putting a bow on the Summer of Jones this weekend. 
And I'm going to Stillwater, Oklahoma for the Oklahoma State Arizona State game and then rushing back to Dallas to work uh, NFL Sunday. So Wait, well, David, he said the summer joke was over last been, week. Been killed for a month. Now. No, no, now no, 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 no. He said it was over last week. He, no, no, this no, is man. Man. We can't have a moving target. You can't move the field goal post. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm the CEO and president of the Summer of Jones. I make the rules. You know, so we, you're like NASCAR. You make the rules as you go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, but, but, David, as far as uh, Kansas goes, uh, who's the guys you're watching? Man, it's it's just, man, it, like you said, man, you put it, you know, it's just hard to, hard to pick somebody, you know. I, we know who needs to really run good there. Uh, you know, I just look at Kyle Bush, look at Kyle Larson, you know, Chase Elliott. I mean, uh, Kevin Harvick. I mean, just hard to say. I mean, you know, Ryan Blaney's running good now, and Joy Logano's. I mean, it's just it, it's hard for me to pick somebody, you know, what I mean, because everybody's really running good, you know. I, uh, you know, you look at Ross Chastain, he was she was strong at Darlington, had some issues, and so man, it's just so exciting and uh, hard to, hardly really hard to really pick a favorite for the weekend. But I just know it's going to be exciting. We're all going to be tuned into it. Tyler Tyler won't because he's he's you know he's coming out of retirement on the uh, on the on the on his tour. But uh, but uh, but but anyway, me and me and Dominic will be glued to it to kind of see how what's happening. You know what I mean and. Uh, Hopefully it's another sold out show because man in Darlington, man, I don't there that place was sold out. It was amazing the energy and all the people there, you know. And I hope to see that this weekend at Kansas. But uh, but man, this uh, on the Cup side, this chase and uh, the format, man, for me, is pretty exciting. Okay, I, I got a rant that I need to just get out of the way, so you two can you know, just strap in for a second and hear me out on this. Oh boy. Go. So, Dom, you know it has something to do with the Jones. Uh, what do you call it? Summer of Jones tour? He finally got lining up with the schedule or something, it right? Doesn't absolutely, but that's but that Summer of Jones tour. It's been canceled for a while, so I don't know what the rant's all about. Well, do you know Dominic? I don't know. I guess we got to strap in and pull his belt that one more time, Tyler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the Summer of Jones is not canceled. We're going out with a bang this weekend. Anyways, with that said, he's coming out of retirement. He's starting start it up for one more yeah, week. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, whatever. <laughs> All right, Mark Martin, what do you got to say? Come out of so, retirement. Here, here's where I'm at, guys. This whole this whole rain situation, NASCAR can't seem to figure out. So we know about what happened at Daytona a couple weeks ago. They throw the caution too late, half the field wrecks. And then this week, it starts raining, you know, you get reports, and then they throw the caution out. Luckily, everything was okay, whatever. But why does it have to get to this point of rain on the track and even risk anything for us to throw the caution out there? This is a billion-dollar sport. We have meteorologists that do this thing for a living. You know, we can have spotters go track rain outside the racetrack. We can hire people to go do those type of things. Like, why do we have to get to this point of rain being on the track for them to call a caution? Why even risk that? Why not call the caution as we see the rain is on the way headed towards the track? We we have science where we can see these things coming. Man, I, I don't really have the answer. All I can say is, you know, <clears throat> you know, NASCAR, there's people like yourself, me, Dominic, they're just human beings. There's, there's some human error in there, you know what I mean? And uh, 
as a racer, you know, and, and you, you want to race up to the point you see some sprinkles coming down and there's moisture dropping. Uh, I, I don't know. It's a great question, Tyler. I don't have the answer for it because over the years, it, it's, it's a deal where when the rain gets there and you start seeing some moisture on the windshield, you know the caution's coming out. You know what I mean? I think what happened at Daytona was just a freak deal. I mean, it, it's a 2.5-mile speedway. And when you came off turn four, it wasn't raining through the trial, the start-finish line. And just all of a sudden, you a monsoon. Was a monsoon where it was racing, then raining. And then, you, I mean, you went 10 feet and it was over. You know what I mean? It was just kind of a weird deal. Uh, you know, if NASCAR could have changed it and could have done something different, they would have. It's 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 always been a challenge for the sport, I think, to to figure out when to throw the caution uh, because of rain. Uh, I want to race up into the point where there's rain on my windshield. You know what I mean? You don't want to race up to the point where there's some there's moisture on the racetrack and everybody crashes. So. Uh, you know, I don't really have the answer. I just know that there's spotters around the racetrack and when they start feeling moisture falling or rain, you know, they tell the, the, the right people and the caution comes out, you know, I, and it's a pretty basic system, simple system. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know if there's, you know, if there's rain within, you know, I don't know, a quarter mile of the racetrack. I mean, I mean, it's just, I don't know, but I think, you know, moving forward, NASCAR will come up with maybe a better protocol for it. Uh, but, you know, the fans in the stands, us drivers out there, like I said, I wasn't involved in that accident. I did race, uh, been in some races where it rained coming off turn two at Daytona, and uh, there was rain on the back straightaway, and I was fortunate enough that I got through it. But I looked over in my rearview mirror, and, and hell, all hell was breaking loose because – it was raining. It was just kind of a, a freak situation. But, you know, I think, I think, and, and y'all chime in here, but I think NASCAR is working on trying to come up with a better system. I don't think it's in place yet, but I think they're working on it. Well, yeah. and I think back to Pocono a few years ago. So I don't know if you were here for that, David. The, the 2016 races, they got both pushed to a Monday. I can't remember which one it was, but we were looking at the radar and there was nothing showing up on the radar, but there was still misting things that just could be picked up at that time by the, the weather models and stuff like that. And, and I don't really know if that's the case today. That's six years ago, but I just think it's stuff like that. I think, like you said, David, there's human error to it. We're all human at the end of the day. I think you have to include that factor into it. But I totally see where you're coming from on that too, Tyler, where, okay, where is that line in the sand drawn? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you have professionals, you have money to do this, do it right. Keep people safe and no need to be wrecking race cars. If you, you don't have to, you know, uh, I just think it could be done better. What what I don't want to hear is the excuse that we heard from NASCAR last week of, well, there's nothing we could have done about it. No, there is something you could have done about it. You know, I mean, you just might have to dig a little deeper, try a little harder, but don't give me the excuse that you can't do anything about it when you can do something about it. So, end of rant. I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> Moving on. Our News and Notes segment in just one moment. Today's show presented by Ticket Smarter. Ticket Smarter is the official ticket resale marketplace of Worldwide Technology Raceway, where David won in 2004. It did not rain on that day. No. Uh, fans can also get tickets to any type of event, including sports, concerts, and theater productions. Ticket Smarter is committed to helping those in need by donating $1 
from every transaction to various charity organizations, head over to TicketSmarter.com to find tickets for upcoming events. That's TicketSmarter.com. Time for our news and notes segment. Dominic Oregon walks us through the latest happenings in the NASCAR world. Dom, where are we starting this time? Well, it's like, where are we starting? Where are we finishing with Kyle Busch? We talk about him every week on this show. Where is Kyle Busch going to land? Certainly the biggest jigsaw piece of the puzzle of the 2022-2023 NASCAR silly season. But perhaps we're getting an answer here relatively soon, and it could be coming this week. Kyle Busch has not made an announcement just yet on where he will be racing in the 2023 and beyond NASCAR Cup Series season. But Adam Stern of the Sports Business Journal is reporting that Richard Childress Racing is looking like a likely candidate for Kyle Busch. Now, guys, I think Bush said that he had up to eight teams that were offering him a contract. Got to think Richard Childress has got some deep pockets there. I mean, the Chevrolet team has run really well. Both drivers did make the playoffs, and it could be a good fit. What about college racing? What about track house racing? If we're talking Chevrolet. Joe Gibbs Racing, is that still on the table? 2311 racing. Those are the five teams that come to mind, but certainly a lot of options. And it's going to be very interesting when that news breaks where he goes. Yeah. And we did hear Kyle Bush say that uh, Joe Gibbs did make him an offer. We don't know if it's close to what he was making previously, but uh, we'll see. But the RCR thing's intriguing because there was a report came out that RCR could be interested in buying a third charter. Mm -hmm. So that would mean that Tyler Reddick would be back next year and be teammates with Kyle Busch for a year, in addition to Austin Dillon there. And, you know, what, what's so fascinating there, David, RCR has improved, you know, with Tyler Reddick kind of leading the way this year. We've seen them have their best performances they've had since the Kevin Harvick right. days. And then you potentially add Kyle Busch to the fold. Um, even with losing Tyler Reddick after next year, that would be a huge bounce back for RCR. I mean, if they get Kyle Busch, they're going to be winning races. Whoever gets Kyle Busch, you know, if Kyle Busch is, excuse me, if Kyle Busch ends up staying at uh, Joe Gibbs Racing, you know, the value, the value in what he brings to an organization is everything. The talent level, one of the top three best race car drivers of all time, top five. I mean, the guy's incredible. And, uh, you know, I, I remember David Wilson saying, I read something not too long ago, you don't want to have to race against a pissed off Kyle Busch, you know. <laughs> you know, wherever he ends up going, I, I believe if it's not with Joe Gibbs racing, it's going to chip on his shoulder, man. And I think you're going to see a, a pissed off Kyle Busch with a lot to, you know, a lot to, uh, to uh, I don't know. To he, prove. He's going to have a lot to prove to somebody and to let let people know, hey, I still got it. He still has it. We know he still has it. He's a championship caliber driver. Wherever Kyle Busch lands, that organization, it's it's going to elevate them to the top because he's the best or one of the best ever. And uh, it's it's exciting. It's interesting. And and uh, man, the and the intrigueness of all of it how they've been feeding us a little bit here a little bit there and i don't know if it was done on purpose or not but man we're all just so hungry to hear and exciting and the mystery of all of it just man i hear a lot of people talking about it. even people that aren't even in racing you know asking me where's kyle bush gonna land it's like man it's i don't i don't have a clue you know but uh but wherever he lands man it's it's 
whatever organization it's with, it's going to elevate it even more than, you know, even if they are a powerhouse already, you plug Kyle Bush into it, man, you're going to, you're going to be a championship caliper organization. You know, it's, it's instant. Well, and Dom, uh, the Kyle Bush I did at RCR, I think uh, if we were to point to odds makers, RCR would probably be the favorite right now. And that wasn't necessarily always the case. Colin kind of emerged initially as the favorite, but then we heard reports that Chevrolet was leaning towards that they would, if he was going to go to a Chevy team, would rather him be at RCR if that was the case. And, uh, you know, with, with their resources and what, what they bring to the table and, and uh, then you factor in also the team ownership aspect that Kyle Busch Motorsports is not going away, that they're going to be back next year, whether they have to change manufacturers or whatever it may be. Um, that's a whole other part of this. I think that, you know, we're hearing about all these Chevy teams. We're not necessarily hearing about Ford teams. I don't know if Ford's interested in, you know, a truck program investing like, what we've heard about about Chevy and Toyota. This would be not only if you get a Chevy team to add Kyle Busch, but if you can get Chevy to add Kyle Busch Motorsports and truck and develop young drivers like Kyle Busch Motorsports has, that's a huge win all around for Chevy. Uh, and, and that very well be why they might be dictating of pushing Kyle towards RCR as opposed to a colleague or a track house. Bring up a great point on that. That would be another, a more, I guess, firm in the ground flagship program with Chevrolet, Richard Childress Racing, Hendrick Motorsports. Those are the teams you think of typically in the Cup Series, and and definitely with more credibility. Now, I think Kevin Harvick said this best a few months ago when all this contract stuff started getting brought up week to week. No matter where Kyle Busch goes, he is going to build a great team. He could rebuild an entire team. He will make whatever team he's at better because he's an asset. And I, and I think that's true. And I think you bring up a great point there. Chevrolet would be the best opportunity with Richard Childress Racing, longest established team. I mean, heck, even Hendrick Motorsports, if there was some sort of homecoming, probably not going to happen. But it would be cool to see. I mean, I'm fascinated to hear who those other three teams would be because we didn't mention three other teams. I think Stuart Haas Racing, maybe Hendrick. I mean, maybe some out-of-the-box offer too. But the fact that you have eight solid offers tells you how good you are and how well sought out you are. You're going to be great no matter where you go. Right, right. Um, and then one more element on this. Uh, both of you uh, get this question for – we'll start with David here. Um, the timetable, obviously he's still contending for a championship in the playoffs right now, nine races to go. But then, I mean, this offseason in NASCAR is shorter than any other offseason in sports. I mean, it's zero to 100 real quick. You're eating your Thanksgiving dinner and then – you're trying to get everything lined up for next year. And I mean, it happens that fast. And with Kyle Bush, let's say, just for all intents and purposes, he moves to a new team. In the case of RCR, what if it's a new charter altogether? David, the, the timeline, I mean, is this and, – and then on the truck side, too. You know, if you're going to bring over the truck team of uh, changing manufacturers and all that, David – I mean, this is going to be a quick turnaround if Kyle Busch does ultimately leave Toyota and Joe Gibbs Racing. Yeah, it, it's going to be a quick turnaround. But, uh, you know, it's it's interesting because he wants to win a championship. Joe Gibbs Racing, they want to win a championship. And, man, watching him run at Darlington, man, they're, they're, they're all in it to win it, to win it. You know what I mean? And uh, it'd be interesting 
if that news comes out this week, because I mean, that, you know, there's just a lot going on uh, with the, with the chase and, and the ch uh, 2002 championship. So I don't know, man, it's just, there's a, it's, it's so intriguing. It's so interesting, a, a big mystery. And I, I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, you would think it would take a little bit of focus away from what Joe Gibbs racing and Kyle Busch are trying to accomplish. But, uh, but, you know, I, I don't know. And, you know, no matter if it comes out this week or not, you know, I think they're, they're all, their mindset, all, all of them at Joe Gibbs racing is to win a championship, Benny Hamlin, Kyle Busch to have that opportunity, man, even there's no distractions, you know, you know what, you know, what your, what your purpose is and what you're, what you're capable of doing and, and what you got to do to make that happen. So it's just interesting, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to, wrap your arms around it and to guess where, but it's, it's probably one of the biggest mysteries that we've, we've had in our sport in a long time. Where, where's Kyle Busch going to land, you know? And, you know, I think with Toyota and Joe Gibbs and that organization, you know, I think they probably exhausted every opportunity, did everything they can to keep that nucleus, that powerhouse nucleus together. I wouldn't be surprised if it, if he's going back to Joe Gibbs Racing because why would you break up what those guys have, you know? Uh, but but you know it's just uh, it's it's a big mystery, man. I, and I can't wait to find out, you know. Yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens. Uh, Don, what else we got going on? Well, we know potentially it was news or maybe not even news. But I'm sure maybe many in the industry knew, but officially NASCAR announced on Tuesday, September sixth. The NASCAR Awards Banquet will return to the Music City in 2022. Nashville will play host to the NASCAR Awards Banquet on November 30th and December 1st on a Wednesday, Thursday back-to-back -back event. More details to come out later, but this is the fourth straight year that the NASCAR Awards Banquet will be held in Tennessee. Prior to that, it was held in the city of Las Vegas, Nevada for about 11 years. And before that, in New York City from 1981 to 2008. So it's staying put in Nashville, not going anywhere. Uh, the awards banquet there in uh, Nashville, David, uh, great way to uh, end the season, Broadway, and we've seen uh, the Nashville Super Speedway get a race, Fairgrounds probably get a race in the future here. Uh, NASCAR's be uh, Nashville has become a really good home for NASCAR. No doubt about it. I think it's a great, great venue. Uh, man, we all love country music. Country music and NASCAR kind of go together. But man, with 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 the Nashville Super Speedway and then and, and the fairgrounds, probably going to get a NASCAR race sometime in the near future soon. Uh, I don't know. It's just a great fit. I think it's a great place to have the awards banquet uh, to showcase our sport. Everybody loves the city of Nashville, and uh, you know, I know the city's has really come to NASCAR with open arms. And uh, I don't, I don't know. I think it's a, uh, I think it's been a very big success with the NASCAR Awards Banquet being in Nashville, Tennessee. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah, Nashville's uh, phenomenal. Uh, I love that city, and and uh, hopefully we have more uh, NASCAR activities there in the uh, future. Uh, Dom, looking ahead to a Kansas this weekend, we kind of talked about it earlier. Said that there's no clear favorite. If you had to pick one name, though, who are you going with? I'm going with the driver to make his 49th career win in the NASCAR Cup Series and his third one of the 2022 season. Danny Hamlin delivers the win at Kansas Speedway. You took my pick. I think I might pull with David and just pick him every week until he actually wins. Uh, Denny Hamlin was my championship pick. He is really good at Kansas. Uh, I'll go with Denny Hamlin as well. David, you going to go three for three here or are you going with someone else? No, hard to pick. You know, it's just hard to pick. You know, I, uh, 
golly, you know, it's just I don't really have a clue, but I'm I'm gonna go with my old buddy Kevin Harvick, you know, just because <laughs> I mean they 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 got their backs are backed up against the wall again, and uh, you know, and, and uh, so I'm gonna pick Kevin Harvick, but it's hard to man I, with man all, everybody running so good, it's hard to pick. You can't count out. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see a non chase contender win the race again. You know what I mean? Uh, Truex. Uh, you know, Truex. Man, he was so strong last week. And uh, But, but you know, it's uh, I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick myself. Well, I'll tell you what, Tyler, I think we would have gone with David Starr, and he gave us crap for not going to Kansas this weekend. He's not even in the cup field like last year, so we got to give him crap there. We can't even pick you, David, for Sunday's race. Well, there you go, man. <laughs> That's good. All right. Uh, we will get to our final segment, our Ask David segment, in just one moment before we do. Let's go racing with David Starks, presented by Ticket Smarter. Ticket Smarter came aboard as the primary sponsor this year, and David's so wait for it, Mustang. We want to tell you a little bit more about what they do. Ticket Smarter is a national ticket resale marketplace with tickets to over 125,000 live events, including NASCAR and other forms of motorsports. Fans can get tickets to every NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Camping World Truck Race throughout the season. For the best deals on tickets, visit TicketSmarter.com to get your tickets today. That's TicketSmarter.com. All right. Uh, from the inbox this week, first question comes from Dane. His question for David. Dane wants to know, you won all your truck events in the Craftsman Truck Series. Would you ever return to race in that series next year because of the nostalgia with the uh, – Truck Series returning to its original name, Crafty Truck Series. Man, will man. we see you racing a truck anytime soon? Well, you know, right now I don't have any schedule, but you, I, I, you know, I never say never. I'd love to jump in a good competitive truck and run another truck race. Uh, just because the trucks, man, it's been a while for me, and I love the trucks, and it'd be kind of cool to see what they drive like today. You know, very competitive uh, with the with the Ilmore engine that everybody runs. Everybody's got similar engines within 10 horsepower everybody's within 10 horsepower all the years i raced in the truck series you know uh that that within was probably 50 horsepower you know so it'd be kind of cool to run another truck race and uh man I'd, I'd hope to run another truck race in 2023 maybe maybe that'll happen so uh i love it i love it that the craftsman brand is back the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, man. Craftsman, it just sounds right. It sounds right. And Craftsman did so much to put that series on the map. They really, they really, it was a, it was a great fit, great match. And the Craftsman brand really did a lot for all the drivers in that series for so long. I wish they would have gone back to the, the original, original name, call it the uh, uh, NASCAR uh Craftsman Super Truck Series. <laughs> Super Trucks. It has a nice little natural roll off the tongue ring to it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Here, here's what I'm curious. So along the same lines, David, uh, I mean, you drive a pickup truck every day. Um, the We talk all the time about comparing, you know, the stock cars, the street cars, and the whole idea of, you know, win on Sunday, sell on Monday. How does the truck in the truck series compare to a truck you drive on the street? Well, I mean, you can't really compare it, you know, because our race trucks, uh, you know, when the air comes around that cab and, and uh, you know, it doesn't really, uh, you know, the bad, the, the bad part of the race truck is this flat surface. And when the, when the air comes around the cab and it, and, it, and it hits on the back of that where the bed is 
and then you got a spoiler back there. I mean, the trucks are really planted. You know, you you would think that people say, man, the trucks were they were unstable, were they light in the rear? And it's like, man, the trucks have a lot of downforce. And in a lot of racetracks, you ran those things wide open for not only two or three laps, for about 10, 12 laps, you know. So, you know, our the pickup trucks that we drive on the street, the Silverado truck I drive on the street, compared to the race truck, it's hard to compare it because you don't, you know, because we do have on our regular pickups beds where we put stuff in the back of our truck. You know, if all that was a flat surface where you didn't, you couldn't put anything in the bottom in the in the bottom of the bed, then it would probably somewhat. And you had a spoiler back there, you know, then you'd feel all that downforce on the truck. But completely different, you know. My my race truck definitely doesn't drive like my truck on the street. But man, you know, people's perception that a race truck on the on the speed on a speedway like Texas Motor Speedway or Atlanta Motor Speedway would be uh, a little bit of a handful because how the, the lightweightness in the back. But I'm here to tell you that, man, these trucks have a lot of downforce. They're sturdy. They're in the racetrack, and they're fun to race. So uh, if you needed that truck to haul something, it could still haul <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah. It ain't, it, it's, it, you know, you'd be hauling ass. That's about <laughs> it. Because <laughs> those race trucks are fast, man. They're just fast. And, uh, yeah, no doubt about it. Well, Dave, I have to ask you too, Dave, speaking of the trucks, those race trucks that you won in or had good runs in or anything that was just nostalgic to you in reference to that question, are there any trucks that are around, whether it be like a Texas Motor Speedway or do you have any at your shop? Or and Are there any of these trucks that you race that are still, I guess, fully put together somewhere in a museum or race ready turnkey if you will i have one at our race shop you know back in uh golly i think it was 1999 2000 my uncle mike you know i was in and out of different teams and and he said hey let's us buy a truck from richard childress and we bought a truck from richard childress and, and it had a rcr motor i believe we went to five or six races and uh and should have won four of them I think, uh, you know, I think it might have been six or seven races, but man, the Texas races, the two Texas races, we were using our employees from our driving school. We'd be leading the race and make a pit stop at Texas Motor Speedway. And, and after the pit stop was over, we'd be running 23rd, 22nd. We were leading, you know, and we'd drive all the way back up to the lead or second. And we'd have another pit stop, green flag pit stop. We'd come out 23rd, you know, and me and Mike talk about that a lot. Looking back on it, if we'd have known any better, you know, uh, we would have hired a pit crew. And man, you know, and uh, and and it, you know, we just not knowing our non naiveness of the sport, uh, because I, I, you know, I would have had three, four more wins on my resume. You know what I mean? Just because we we had some fast race trucks and driving for my uncle Mike uh, that year. Uh, drove other race trucks, but we planned on running six or seven races, and and I don't think the worst we ever done was seventh or sixth out of those six or seven races, and uh, that really put me on the map. And and Freddie Fryer, the late Freddie Fryer, was crew chief for uh, Wayne Spears, and I I believe he took you know I, I Freddie had told me that he told Mr. Spears he said man we we have all these resources, all these trucks, our own motors, engineering, all this stuff, and and these guys got one truck, one dually, one trailer, one engine, and they're almost winning these races. And that, that really, really was uh, the start of my career, what really put me on the map. And 
Wayne Spears called me and hired me and uh, for the following year, which was pretty awesome. So uh, great memories. The NASCAR camp, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series back all those years we raced in. And man, this the the memories, the stories, Jack Sprague, Ron Hornaday, Mike Skinner. I mean, on and on and on. It was just, God, it was just hardcore racers. You know what I mean? All these guys were grew up building their own race cars uh, and, and won many races all over the country, championships. And for all of us to meet up in, in the NASCAR camping world, uh, NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series then, man, it was uh, it was amazing, you know. And it's kind of cool to still see Matt Crafton out there getting out of it because he raced with us for years and Johnny Sauter and Brendan Gone and just, I mean, just on and on and on. It's just uh Man, those are just memories I'll never forget and just great, great racing memories. You know, the truck series was so stout. It's still stout today, maybe even stouter, but it was, man, back in the years I was involved and it was unbelievable how tough it was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, next question in the inbox uh, comes from Natalie. Natalie wants to know, David, with the NFL starting this weekend, are the Cowboys finally going to win a playoff game? <laughs> well, Natalie, that's <laughs> man, Natalie, that's a great question. And uh, you know, Natalie, we we every year the hope and the uh, the hope and the prayers don't you know that we've fallen short for many many years. And uh, and I can just tell you, we're praying and hoping again. And and it's probably. If you look at the record over the last 25, 24 years since their last Super Bowl win, we'll probably fall short again. So, <laughs> you know, uh, but I love I, how realistic he is. Don't yeah, but, but you know, there's always that hope, you know, and, and uh, man, everything looks good, but man, you know, just like me and all the other uh, cowboy fans around the world, uh, man, it's just that letdown's pretty hard, Tyler. At least, David. You're you're realistic. I'm realistic. I always tell everybody my team's going to make the playoffs and they're going to choke the Green Bay Packers. But but this <laughs> man to your right, the Summer of Jones guy, he always says the Chiefs are going to win every game. So now I hear you. But the well, hey, hey, I'm a realist. <laughs> you know, I, I love my Chiefs. You know, I'm a Chiefs fan. But I'll be honest. I, I don't think they're going to win the division this year. I think they really. I think the Chargers will. I think the Chargers are a better team. Well, uh, my brother's probably listening. You probably got his hopes up. Yeah. Um, well, that's one thing about the NFL season, man. You just never know. You got to play the game, you know. And, and uh, I mean, I'm, I'm such a big Tom Brady fan. Wasn't always a Tom Brady fan, but to see what this guy has done, the longevity. and 45 years old. I mean, amazing and still probably the best or the top three NFL quarterbacks today. It's amazing. You can't help but cheer for him, you know what I mean, just because of what he's done I don't think we'll ever see it in our lifetime, and uh, it's just amazing. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm cheering for uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just because Tom Brady is their quarterback. I, I want my Dallas Cowboys, but, you know, as we all know, <laughs> you know, we've been wanting for a long time, and uh, and we'll see what's happened. I just know, obviously, our, 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 uh, our Tyler Jones here is our NFL – expert i listen to what he's got to say so you just never know it's gonna be exciting (laughs) you know i mean you better know this stuff man you cover it every single day so you're definitely the go-to expert i know enough to get by (laughs) (laughs) i'll say this to david uh you know bringing back the the nascar and the football worlds together 
one thing that surprised me when I really got to cover the sport, and maybe Dominic can attest to this too, um, you know, we, we, we always see how everybody is just like normal people. You know, we, we see that more and more all the time. But I always pictured there would be a disconnect of, hey, you're racing on Sundays while the football games are going on. But, I mean, all the drivers, all the crew members, they're all football fans. I mean, they're, you know, if they're not racing, then they're watching the football game. Whether it's the NFL or college, I mean, uh, once the race is over or – in the downtime, everybody's finding a way to still watch their teams. No, no doubt about it. I've even heard Clint Boyer, uh, you know, somebody tell told me during the race, you know, you know, wherever it may be, you know, during the that he would get on the radio and ask his crew chief, ask Potter, hey, who won the game? You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> that's how engaged most drivers, crew chiefs, teams, crew members, everybody. I mean, we all love the NFL, college, you know, college football, and uh you know, once once the season starts, obviously coming up this this coming weekend, uh, man, we're uh, you know we take care of our business, our racing business, and we're focused and on what we on the job at, at at hand. But you know, we're all we're all curious about what's going on, who's winning, who's not winning, and what's happening. You know, and what's really cool is is the the you know, a lot of our a lot of our superstar NFL players, Hall of Famers, you know, that come into our sport of NASCAR racing. You know, we we saw – Alvin Kamara works for NASCAR. Absolutely. We saw Emmett Smith. Uh, he's part owner in one of the Xfinity series uh, with uh, – uh, uh, what's his name? With uh, Jesse Awuji. Jesse Awuji. Episode 81, uh, Randy Moss. Yeah. There you know, go. Yeah. I'm honored to drive for Randy Moss when Randy was on top of his game with the New England Patriots and Tom Brady. And what an honor that was. You know, there's been a lot of – you know, a lot of Hall of Famers on the NFL come into our sport. You know, Troy Aikman, Roger Stallback, Terry Bradstall, Dan Marino. It's just been one after another, you know what I mean? But we all love our – we love our NASCAR, and we definitely know, love our NFL. And, Natalie, I don't know if I answered your question, but I hope we make the playoffs, <laughs> and I hope we get back to the Super Bowl. But, you know, from from rec from a lot of years past, it, it doesn't look promising. <laughs> now, Dominic, uh, you know, we, we mentioned you and I not being at the Kansas weekend. Uh, this this weekend, we got other stuff going on. One of my favorite memories, I'm sure you you remember this too, was when the race would end. It would be a rush, you and I, and whoever was with us, to try to get out of the track, get our work done as quickly as possible. So we could go to Texas Roadhouse and watch the Sunday night football game. That was always the like the, we were watching the clock. Uh, you know, oh, we yeah. had to get out of there so we get in time for Sunday night football. And I'm sure a lot of people were in that same boat when it comes to these race weekends. Well, I'll even tell you too, Dave. A few years ago, one of my fondest memories of going to Kansas Speedway, Tyler. I'm sure you definitely remember this because you had more weight on it being a Kansas City Chiefs fan. But I had planned we were going to get out there a day early so we could hang out with Tyler. We went to a Kansas City downtown bar to watch. I think it was the Chiefs playing the Broncos on a Thursday night game. And it was the yes. game that Patrick Mahomes ended up screwing up something in his knee and he was out for a few weeks. But I'm not talking about the game being a fond memory, but the fact is that camaraderie. We were there chilling with our crew and, and Tyler and just getting ready for the race weekend. And we were oh, and I was distraught. I was not. I was very worried. I could tell you were definitely very worried. You were wearing, I believe, your Mahomes jersey or some sort of jersey. And 
I remember the, the stress on Tyler's face, but I will tell you, it was one of the coolest weekends because we were getting to bond <laughs> over some beer, some wings, some great food and great company. Oh, yeah. So, Dom, what you're trying to sell, tell me that the summer of Jones hadn't started yet. Yeah, that one was like, or maybe delayed. I don't know. It was already past summer, but I think, I don't know. Did you even have well, They had to move up. So that was later in the year. They moved up the Kansas race because it's been too cold the last couple of years. That's, when oh, they yeah, had, that's right. It was October. Right. Yes. Yeah. So a couple of weeks earlier this year, much needed. Uh, it'll be very nice this weekend in Kansas. No rain, <laughs> knock on wood. And if there is rain, let's know when to throw the caution, please. Uh, <laughs> on that note, we will uh, we'll just about wrap it up. Uh, Dom, uh, you are not making the trip to Kansas, but you have uh, some family stuff going on here. Family stuff going on. We have a baby shower for my fiance, my mom, and my rest of my family's putting that together. So that's gonna be really cool to to see how that all ends up. I I might make an appearance at the baby shower. Who knows? I don't know what the rule is on that or not, but it's at the golf course. I'm gonna be playing some golf while they've got the shower going on. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. So Does Dom, need to go, Dom. I'm just saying that's a that's a legitimate. Uh, I mean that's that's understandable. Now the Jones report or the Jones tour. That's been canceled a while back. That's now starting up to end. I don't know if that's legitimate. I don't. I don't know about that. You know. So what, what you're saying is, David, is the Jones report is uncanceled. I guess it's uncanceled again. It's not canceled. <laughs> it be cancel culture. <laughs> it be cancel culture. Jones report and and summer of Jones, whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, David, you're uh, you're off to Kansas. Uh, Going to get you some barbecue and have a good time. I'm sure. Man, no doubt about it. Love racing there at Kansas City. What a great racetrack. Uh, Stan Ross. Uh, oh, yeah, home race for Stan. Man, Stan, man, my great friend, uh, uh, owner, the owner of Ticket Smarter, and just a great guy, Digital Ally, and all the companies that Stan has. Bill, uh, hang out with Stan, and, uh, man, what a what a great guy. His companies, uh, it's always just an honor to hang out with my buddy and, uh, and uh, hopefully get our uh, Ticket Smarter Ford Mustang a lot better finish than what we had in Darlington. So looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun weekend of racing and all the exciting excitement around this uh, uh, championship format, who's going to make it, who's not, who's going to win. And it's uh, just going to be another exciting weekend of racing. And I can't believe that Tyler Jones won't be there. So it's going to be kind of fun. It's going to be fun because I'm not there. That's <laughs> Exactly. Uh, I'll be at uh, Stillwater for uh, that Oklahoma State game uh, against Arizona State and rushing right back here to uh, cover the first weekend uh, of NFL action. So looking forward to that. Uh, as always, subscribe to Let's Go Racing with David Starr. New episodes out each and every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube. Uh, leave us a five-star review or don't leave us one at all. Hit that like button as well. And uh, turn on notifications on YouTube so you never miss a moment of what we're doing here uh, each and every week. And you can follow us on social media, facebook.com slash star podcast, Twitter at uh, star podcast. And you can email us, davidstarpodcast at gmail.com. Dom, uh, we got a great guest next week. We do have a great guest next week. We have a legend, honestly, somebody who's a past champion in the NASCAR National Touring Series. He has a great nickname. I'm looking forward to having a great conversation and, and hearing what we all have to ask front row Joe Nemechek on the show as he joins us next week for episode 82. Joe Nemechek. 
Wow, front row Joe, man, that's going to be awesome. Looking forward to that. Too yeah. bad it's not episode 87. He made that number famous. It's episode 82. It was close enough. The numbers are close. Absolutely. Enough. Yes, so look forward to have a front row Joe on next week. Until then, we'll put the checkered flag out on this episode. For David Starr, Dominic Aragon, Tago Jones, thanks so long. It's been another edition of Let's Go Racing. See you next week.